This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919-1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Now on the throw-in, in the wake of Sean Kavanagh sending off for Tyrone against Mayo and Dermot Connolly's red for Dublin against Donegal, we wanted to raise the issue of teams targeting opposition players. Should the GA do something about it or should players and teams stop crying foul and just get on with it? Irish Independent columnist Eugene McGee and former Dublin Isles star and Herald columnist Kieran Whelan join me now to discuss the issue. Eugene, uh, you were writing in your column this week that the best forwards are always targets for special aggression, but the very best always stay on the playing field. Uh, you obviously believe that managers should stop whining and blaming the other teams. Well, I just think that, you know, as I say, this this thing of targeting is now called... I, it used to be called man marking, by the way, but anyway, it's called targeting now. It's going on for a hundred years, and I mean, all the great forwards are usually forwards that are affected by this. All the great forwards over the years have, have suffered from this, like uh, Conan Cooper got a, got it several times against Tyrone. Ty, Ty Kennelly inflicted on a Corkman at the start of an All Ireland final recently. Kieran Duff used to get it a lot when I was involved with Dublin and Offaly and Brian Mullins as well, and the great Matt Connor was subject to it as well. So all forwards were subject to that. It simply means that uh, it's, a, it's a rather devious attempt by opponents to lessen the effectiveness of a star forward. And uh, it's, it's understandable why it should happen, but it's wrong, as simple as that. Now, you mentioned there, you know, the, the people who should be in, taking charge of this whole operation, are the referees and linesmen and umpires. And while well, as years ago, linesmen were not contactable with the referee they are now they're all wired up and I'm not sure about umpires but I mean there's no reason why what went on last weekend uh, should have been allowed to happen in the case of Kavanaugh and uh, uh, anybody else for instance it doesn't matter who Connolly especially in the last couple of years so it, it is happening it's not being done dealt with deadly by referees I'm simply making the case that the, the, the manager shouldn't they shouldn't resort to making apologies or explanations for it their, their main job is to make sure that the top players stay on the field for the duration of the whole match. And that's not happening often enough. Too many players are getting sent off. And while I know it's understandable how they feel and they feel aggrieved, well, you know, it's a game and part of the game is the main part of the game for a star forward is to stay on the field. Karen, you have a view on this here? Yeah, I suppose, listen, I suppose you have to break it down between the the player and the manager to a certain degree and, and I and accept what Eugene say that this, this has been part and parcel of the game for many years um, but I think the game has also evolved and I think the rules have also evolved you know um, I go back I remember back in the early 2000s I remember Mick Curley coming into a Dublin dressing room we were playing Kildare and he had clear instructions at the time that um, if two lads got involved in embroiled in a, a tangle or a row of such that the third man in would get a yellow card um, which meant players could defend themselves um, and I think in the past players were able to stand up and defend themselves I think that's changed our rules have changed um, there's a lot more focus yellow cards are given out easier and I think it's now easier to 
provoke a player um, to drag him in and the aggressor comes out the better of it he's happy to take a yellow card knowing that his key opponent has also picked up a yellow card and I think that's the biggest fundamental shift I think the rules have have changed and from a manager's perspective I think most of the managers this weekend spoke rubbish really like they're, they're PR spinsters really they're trying to put it out there that their players are getting a hard time um, it's kind of hypocritical by a lot of them as well because every team will target players and they'll try and man mark a player and keep him, keep him out of the game but as I said, things have changed a small bit. There's a lot of little aggravations going on now, where where players are being maybe being pinched or they're you know they're being targeted. They know that there's certain guys that have the potential to react, and we've seen it with Aidan O'Shea. We've seen it with uh, Dermot Connolly, um, Sean Cabinet to a certain degree. And I think it does come back to the officials and and the rules again, because the cop out for the referee is to give the two yellow cards. And uh, I, I think it's something that has to change. That, Like, I look at even the fourth official, and the, the fourth official on the sideline has a couple of responsibilities. He has to put up the board to say how much injury time is. He's to note substitutions and put up the numbers for substitutions. What is he doing in the first half of the game? You know, is he looking for Pokemons around Crow Park? Or could he be looking at uh, what's going on in that first 20 minutes? Because that's when a lot of this stuff starts. And um, I think the... The officials have to get to uh, a point where they can identify um, who the aggressors are and, and deal with that. And I think that, that that will nip it in the bud. But I would ignore all the managers' talk. That's all PR rubbish. Basically. But I mean, uh, last weekend, uh, Stephen Rochford, the new uh, mayor manager, he actually came out and said, we don't indulge in targeting players. Now, for he to stand over that after what Lee, uh, how Lee Cheegan behaved with Sean Kavanagh, uh, you know, it, it lessens the the merit of a man who says that, or any of these managers, as as Kieran says there. You know that they should shut their mouth and get on with it, and not be trying to make bookshy excuses that the public are, are only laughing at anyway. So, like you know, just leave it alone. They, they put more emphasis on the player. Hopefully, the players and know they're under pressure, and it's always forwards, and uh, they are vulnerable because the forwards tend to concentrate on their playing skills because of their great skill, like. You know, like Connolly last week, those two fantastic points he scored. Now, others may, other players then who are marking them may have a different objective. Skill isn't their predominant objective in, in, a, in a particular match. It's, it, it's to lessen the effectiveness of the, of the star man and do it by any means. Unfortunately, they do it uh, at least 30 or 40% outside the rules. And that's why no football game in the world has as many officials as Gaelic football have seven. Or is it eight now? Maybe there's eight with the, the, the fourth official. So anyway, there's, there's enough of them there to look after. And uh, Kavanagh's big complaint last week, and Mickey Hart, of course, was that, that uh, Kavanagh was being pulled and dragged and so on. Well, now pulling and dragging and all that sort of stuff, you know, that goes on everywhere. And it's, in, in the old days, uh, not too long ago, like players like that, when that was happening, a star player, he'd take his own revenge. Uh, he'd, take, he'd, he'd wait his moment and he'd, he'd, he'd teach that guy a lesson. But I mean, it's not it's not safe to do that nowadays because that that will be the unfortunately that will be the day that the linesman decides that he that he has seen something and he'll report it to the referee and he get a car. So uh, you know it's a very difficult situation. But Eugene, like, does this boil down to implement, implementation of the rules? You were chairman of the committee that brought brought us the black card, and if that rule was properly enforced by referees and linesmen, etc. Maybe Lee Keegan, for example, would have received a black card in the first half for some of what he was indulging with and with Sean Kavanagh. Yeah, and by the way, 
one of the t- one of the forgotten sections of there's only four or five sections in that type, but one that has not been enforced at all is it's a black card to this sledging, this verbal sledging of players against opponents and even not, uh, and particularly against the ref. That's an immediate black card. Now, if the referees would simply enforce that for one or two big matches in Crow Park, I guarantee you the referee, the players would keep their mouth shut. Uh, I would have, I would respect that most managers try to do that. But the players, you know, they break the system. They, 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 it's just so ingrained in some of them, you know, and it's disgraceful. And I, to me, looking at it from the outside, as I do now, I, 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 can't, I abhor that sort of stuff because it leads, it leads to further friction later on. And the black card is quite simple. The first, if the first fellow who mouths at the next match, if he's black carded, I guarantee you there'll be no more mouthing or sledging, as they call it. I don't like this use of modern words, by the way, to hide what, what you know, mouthing in, 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 a, in a nasty sense is disgusting because it's unfair to the opponent, but it, it I, I seem some of your own players are embarrassed when, when your colleagues start doing that kind of stuff. So it, it, there's a simple remedy there, you know, but I realize we come back as, as, you know, as everybody talked here and said there, you know, we come back, comes back to the officials and the referees and so on. And uh, I know the rules are fierce, complicated, but I think anything related to personal abuse of players should be number one on the list. Really. The players should be entitled to play football as they see fit without having to be intimidated. Eugene, can I ask just a question? When, when the black card was introduced, what, was it the intention for the black card to be used for players deliberately pulling each other to the or pulling an opponent to the ground off the ball? Or was it introduced on the basis that it was within play? Because if you take the Dermot Connolly or the Roy McHugh incident or the Sean Kavanagh and Lee Keegan incident, where both one obviously one player pulled the other to the ground, is that deemed? Was that the intention no, of the black card rule, or was no, it within understand. play? No, as far as I know, if you pull down a player to the ground, you know it's a black card no matter where you are. And there have been a few people, a few referees have done that. The majority seem to do, and they just only do it when there's in the course of the play. I mean, but it's identifying the aggressor is the, is 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 really the problem now because it's the it's it, the defenders know now because because those cards are there and they can be or whether they're yellow or they're whether they're black that the aggressor knows that there's a win-win situation here uh, in terms of aggravating your opponent or tangling with your opponent, knowing that he's definitely, more than likely, going to pick a, up a yellow card if both players are, are, are dragged to the ground. I think that is a fundamental problem, that they can't identify the aggressor, and I know yeah. that comes back to the officials. Yeah, a, the black card is not been implemented 100% because most referees will not implement it 100%. Uh, they don't want to have three or four players black carded. Uh, this was the same thing was said. You know, the sin bin was the alternative to the black card, and it was discussed in great detail. And the reason the sin bin wasn't used was it was purely uh, the mechanics of operating the sin bin. If you have a Dublin League match at half twelve, half eleven on a Sunday morning uh, in February, and uh, how do you, who's going to who's going to enforce the 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 sin bin and monitor carefully and all that sort of stuff, maybe at a junior football match down the country. You know, the, the, the impracticality of it, it was looked at in great detail, actually. You know, I know the, refer- the, the manager scuffled it the last time, but uh, the officials are caught on the hop that time. The manager shouldn't have got away with that. It should have been, should have been rebuffed and it should have experimented for a couple of years with the sin bin. But I, I think the same thing would apply there. Referees would be reluctant to have three guys in the sin bin at the one time. I mean, this, this is the problem. I, I personally think there should be about nine or ten full-time referees, and they, they, that way you could insist that they're consi- 
that they are consistent. In other words, you could force them. Their employees paid a proper sum of money for a couple of years, whatever long as they wish to do it. And uh, I think it's the only way we get consistency because we have seen it week in, week out. We see it here. Different interpretations of the same foul by different referees and eaten by the same referees sometimes in the same game. So, like, I know we're onto a wider sphere there, and we better go back to the subject at heart. But that's that's one of them that governs the black card and governs all the crowds, like you know the inconsistency. Just on on the on the question of Lee Keegan, like he's become a player in the spotlight here, and it's a strange one because he is such a skillful footballer. Like, and ultimately it was his score that won the game for Mayo. But last year we interviewed Lee Keegan after I think the. Uh, Mayo lost in the All Ireland semi final replay to Dublin, um, and I think he was Player of the Month. And we asked him about it, and he was he was he was the first time I've ever heard a player be straight down the middle, honest about it. And we asked him about the incident that led to Dermot Connolly's sending off that was rescinded in the first game, and we said, "Well, did you drag him down to the ground?" And he said, "Yeah, of course I did." He says, "I was marking that player; they were on the attack." And essentially, what he said, not in so many words, he said was, "Dragging that player down." off the ball, in a headlock, whatever punishment was likely to come from that was far more was far preferable to allowing Dermot Connolly to join the play. So in that situation, he knew that the worst case scenario here was that he was going to get a yellow card for an off the ball. And in doing that, at, a, at, a, at an important time in the game, he'd prevented the opposition's most skillful attacker joining the play. So you know, there's obviously some breakdown there in how the thing is, is, is applied. And I wouldn't be surprised if going into the All-Ireland semi-finals, there is an E that comes down to managers here or it comes down to referees here because you know we can talk about linesmen and umpires get involved in play but there doesn't seem to be any system like you know there was a red card that came on the basis of what an umpire told the referee Kieran Brannigan oh no Gara's red card and as it turned out got it wrong but like umpires like and linesmen they have to see a huge amount going on so I mean are they selective in what they bring up is it automatic that they raise these things to referees the whole time because it, it depends on the referee and it depends entirely on their linesman I'd say but but I, uh, I also think that you know the players are they're smart obviously and they're, they're, they're looking at games and they're looking at patterns in games and they're looking at decisions of referees and depending on the referee first they know how far they can push it but then depending on the rules they'll push it to the boundaries and I think that's that's a perfect example of of a defender in the modern game knowing that if he can incite his opponent as much as possible depending on who his opponent is he might get a reaction and he knows that the referees generally when in this scenario like that will punish both players and it's it's ta- it's basically taking one for the team that is the such. mentality of the modern player. They will do anything now. And he knows he's not going to get any more severely punished than the player he drags to the ground. So, like, it's hard to blame him in a sense as well. Like, he's, he's not, like... Well, the Kavanaugh won especially because the, the, the two players took yellow cards for getting entangled at the start of the second half. I, I think we're operating on the presumption that Lee Keegan was the aggressor in that situation. So it, it, it's very easy to get a guy yellow carded and then mm. that guy is only one slightly sloppy tackle away from getting sent off, which in Kavanaugh's case, I mean, you could argue the case that his hand slipped up and, he, and the, the tackle on Aidan O'Shea that he got the second yellow card for wasn't worthy of that. So, I mean, it, if it's easy to get a fella booked, it's... Essentially, easy well, to get when, a when, half cent off. When when you're booked, you're on tin ground. Yeah. You're, uh, and, and again, it's the game has evolved. You know, yellow cards are much easier to pick up nowadays than th- than they were. And any sort of high tackle in around the neck or you know the head area is generally a yellow card. And and some guys can leave a, a 
it can be a, a sloppy foul and it results in a yellow card. So they know they push the boundaries, get that key person on a yellow, and then they're walking on thin ice. And that's what happened to Connolly, and that's what happened to John Kavanagh. They were just they they, they were walking on thin ice. One they're one foul away from 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 being sent. Kieran, just one last question, on slightly related to it, uh, in relation to the black card. We're still seeing in the last five and ten minute, minutes of matches where players are quite happy to take a black because they're defending a three or four point lead. They know there's someone going to come on for them. I mean. I suppose Brian Fenton got one at the weekend. Dennis Bastic could easily have got one a minute or two before it. Um, is there any way around that? Listen, it was it was one thing that was highlighted well in advance when the black card came out that it was going to be used to the advantage of the team, Frank. And and I suppose the purpose was brought in to to stop guys deliberate fouls and, and preventing scores. But when you're protecting a lead, again, it's a it's an advantage to take one in the last two or three minutes if they have a replacement to come in. Um, unless we get to a situation where we look radically at changing the rules and say, well, a, a, a black card in a certain uh, period of the game for the last five minutes is a 21-yard free and, and they're hurt with a score of some sort. Um, that's always going to happen. And it comes back to the same point, manipulating the rules to suit them for the, from a team perspective that, you know, managers, don't, don't, don't kid ourselves, managers will be in dressing rooms and they will have spoken about that and they will have spoken about having a one-point lead or a two-point lead with two, three minutes on the clock and they will have spoken about slowing the game down and taking one for the team. So the rules, again, are being twisted and, and, and that was a flaw with it when it was brought out and something that, that, that needs to be looked at.